are tuned in to the Way of Healing podcast, where we inspire humans to connect more deeply to their experience of life. My name is OJ. My name is Casey. We are connecting with practitioners to talk about the potential of the innate healing powers within. Map. You're the intro. <sighs> You're always the intro. That's news to me. <laughs> Welcome back. What are you laughing at? Janae is laughing. We have a special guest today. Her name is Janae. Janae, she's my wife. Cat began. Um, and Casey and I are... Wait, I didn't even say welcome okay. back to the way of healing. I just said welcome back. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, you got it. You were right. Go for it. Welcome back to the way of healing. <laughs> <laughs> it is Sunday and it's like six at night and I guess we're all like a little loopy from the from the week. Has it been a long week for you guys? Oh yeah. Uh, just a little. Janae. Hi. Hi. Hello. Who's Janae? Uh, Janae is my wife and uh, fellow healer. And uh, we are recording a long overdue episode where we talk about what we're doing and why we're doing it. Um, and we failed miserably a few times. Two times? Three times. More than that. I was over at your house. We recorded like yeah. multiple takes and we had three different attempts at multiple takes. Yeah. And it was just me and Casey. So I figured, okay, let's switch it up a little bit. Let's have someone here to help facilitate the conversation. Um, and then see what happens. But which was a which was a surprise to me. It was a pleasant surprise. I, I thought it was just OJ and I. <laughs> and then OJ walks in, and Janae's with him. And here I am. Yay! Yay! Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how this goes. We don't really have anything planned out, and, and like I said, it was a spur of the moment kind of thing. And so we'll see what comes out of this. Um, there's sangria involved <gasps> dun, dun, dun. and uh, affirmations angel uh, oh no yeah affirmations Asher. what what did you what card did you pull i got beauty oh what's yeah. your beauty card about a peacock a peacock mm -hmm. well the male peacock is the you know is the, the showy beautiful one yeah yeah i'm, I'm a total peacock <laughs> like hey look at me janae is that true yeah this is true. <laughs> very true mm -hmm. what card did you get i got perseverance and there's no picture oh you know why because look at the bottom what does it say it says oh i got a bonus card it's a bonus card you know what i got a bonus card too minus patience okay so the bonus card apparently has something like 10 times the potency Whoa. as the regular cards what? okay Ooh. so she um get 10 times the alcohol yeah <laughs> well Guys, we're we're not condoning drinking. That's not what this is. No, not at all. And in fact, it's not even it's it's seltzer, it's sparkling, it's Topo Chico, right? Picking up from where we left off last episode <laughs> when we had to introduce the Californian to Topo Chico. It's Topo Chico with a splash of Merlot. So I was last night I was going out because I went to this birthday party today. Happy birthday, Sonia. And um Happy birthday, Sonia. Was bringing wine. So I was I was at Ralph's picking up a bottle of wine and I happened to go into the back and there's this, you know, at the grocery stores, they have like the clearance section. Well, I was going to get a drink from the water fountain and there was like 75% off clearance rack at Ralph's. So on the bottom, there was all of these wines. And granted, the ones that were on sale for the most part were way expensive still. Like there was a bottle that was still $100 at 75% off. At Ralph's? Yeah, what? that was my surprise. <laughs> Hence why it's on the clearance rack because who goes to Ralph's to buy a $150 bottle of wine? Not many people. 
But so I got this Merlot from 2015. So this was not a hundred dollar bottle of wine, but it was more than I would normally spend. Nice. So I'm I'm happy to share it all with you. Mm -hmm. Thank so you. the bonus card, um, if you draw a bonus card, relish its wisdom and use its gifts at will. Dang. You have been bestowed with great and mighty powers reserved for only 10 cards in this deck. What fortune? Okay, so it doesn't say 10 times, but apparently it's, it's more potent. Can you read it? Sure. Okay, so perseverance. It seems you are on a massive journey right now. And this card has arrived to remind you that you will reach the other side. The mountain you are climbing is huge and formidable, but so is your ability to climb it. You do not need to enjoy it. You just need to tackle it. Complain if it makes the job easier. <laughs> Sorry, that resonates a lot. <laughs> Blow off steam. Uh, you think mountain climbers get uh, to the top of Everest on inspirational quotes? No way. They're grunting and crying and cruising, or excuse me, cursing like freaking pirates. That doesn't sell a lot on posters. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I like it. So you're allowed to, we're allowed to complain. Ha ha. <laughs> Fully expressing myself. So um, I guess we're going to go into why we're doing this podcast. And like I said, it's a long overdue thing and we've tried to do it before. And it just, I feel like we've said why we do it. I feel like every episode we say why we do it. <sighs> really? Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see how this goes. Why do you do this podcast? <laughs> wait, wait, I have a little a uh -huh. little thing. Because mm -hmm. there's uh, this little exercise that we did. It's like you stay, okay, so why are you doing this podcast? And then you answer. And then you ask, ask the question again. again. So why uh -huh. are you doing this okay. podcast? It's seven times. I've done this with Casey off, oh. off the air. Let's, okay. do it, let's do it with you on the air. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. No, 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 no. <laughs> I came up with this thing. <laughs> I'll be next. Okay. But you're, you're in the hot seat. So, OJ, uh, <clears throat> why are you doing this podcast? Um, to be fully expressed. Mm -hmm. we, we, let's go back and forth. You can ask him next. Okay, so to be fully expressed. So why are you doing this podcast? Why is being fully expressed important to you? Oh, is that what I'm supposed to ask? Oh, kind of like delve into it. Got it. I thought I was doing the thing that I. Never mind. So, why is that important to you to be fully expressed? Uh, I believe there is a part of me that needs to be shared with the world. And why is sharing yourself with the world important to you? Part of my belief about this life and this lifetime is to make the biggest impact on the world that I can with what gifts I've been given. Okay. Thank you for sharing. And so having the gifts that you were given and having that be an impact on the world, how is, how is that important to you? Cause I'm a fucking peacock. Oh Lord. Uh <laughs> 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 or what does that look like? The the world needs healing uh, in, in many ways. And I want to contribute as much as I can to the healing of the world, which means contributing to the healing of the people of the world. Why is contributing to the people, the healing of the people of the world important to you? 
because I have kids and I Mark, want... Mark, Kai, are you listening? Mark, yeah. Kai? <laughs> I want to make the world a better place for them and their kids. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stop there because I, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I want that for my kids too. Yeah. I don't think that's seven times though. So. I don't yeah, know, I but that's that's kind of... The core of it, huh? The core of it. And it's interesting because I didn't even think about this question and you don't think about it until it's actually asked to you. Mm -hmm. And I've thought about this shit myself plenty of times because I read about this or I heard about this methodology. And, um, you know, I started with, oh, I'm doing a podcast. I want to express myself. And then it got down to my kids and it was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Mm. So why is it important for my kids or why do I want to make the world a better place for my kids? Because it's my duty as a parent. It's my spiritual agreement with them to help raise them the best way that I can. So that way I could uh, hold space for them and their gifts. And so they can help heal the world in their own right. I think that makes sense. I'm just enjoying the moment. Mm, thank you. I was, I was enjoying that moment of silence for Kai and Mar. Yeah. Mar just had her sixth birthday. Mm -hmm. And Kai is three. She's three. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. they're, they're little healers in their own right. Oh, yeah. Funny story is I um I hurt my foot. Uh, sp sprained my foot. It was a Linsfranc sprain. And <laughs> I had Mar. She was five at the time. I had her do Reiki on my foot. And I was like, just put your hands on my foot. And I'm, imagine love energy coming from your heart into your hands and into my foot and imagine that love energy helping daddy's foot heal and she did and she did it for a while and and uh you know it felt a little better and the next day she got so sick and i felt so bad um because kids are kids are healers and kids are there, there's no blockages, there's no filters, there's no uh, regulation in the amount of love they're able to express. Society hasn't scarred them enough to teach them how to withhold themselves. And so she gave everything and got sick. <laughs> so yeah, she's, uh, she, my kids are healers and I know that when they get older or maybe now they're going to start doing their own healing work. And so I want to make sure by the time they're ready to do this, that this type of holistic healing is accepted. Because I know a lot of people growing up, I have a cousin that was into, hi Myra, uh, that was into healing and was into alternative healing. And she was the only one at the time in our family that was doing this stuff. And she had her pendulums and uh, rest of my family, if you guys are listening, I love you guys. But everyone thought she was crazy. She was, everyone thought she was a little weird and no one really understood it. No one had proper resources to to look into to understand it more. So there was, she felt outcasted. And this is really common uh, amongst people all around the world where it's like they're into something and they know that something's there and they experience things, but they don't have people in their immediate circles to talk to about it and um, and it was hard for her and she withheld that part of her for a long time because she didn't want to be outcasted anymore and so I want to create an environment for my 
kids when they're that age where they they can feel open to talking about healing work and energy and being connected to everyone. Amazing. And so you being on your journey with healing and energy, at at any point in your journey, did you ever feel like you could not be fully expressed in that realm? Mm, uh, I don't think it, well, not in my healing journey. Uh, Kind of, actually, yes. I mean, I started teaching yoga, and yoga is healing in its own right, and, you know, I came from like your your typical sales job the the job that you're supposed to have and then i dropped it and started teaching yoga and uh a lot of people my mom included were like what are you doing like you have a really good job what are you dropping your job for and for me it was like this is something that i want to do this is something that calls to me and this is this is part of me that wants to be expressed. And so it was hard jumping into that. And it was hard speaking about that. And then getting into body work and whatnot. Again, part, I've said this before on, on previous podcasts, but I didn't talk about this side of me for a long time, at least to my friends and, and family, because no one, I felt like no one would understand. And part of the reason for this podcast for me too was so I can talk about these things and so my friends and family that may be interested they can you know listen in and hopefully have a better understanding of why I talk about these things and why I'm I'm delving into this this world so yeah totally so I'm reading the Celestine prophecy right now Mm -hmm. thanks Linda and uh it's a book that came my way over a decade ago and I had it and I also had conversations with God and I like flipped through both of them and I remember it sitting on the bookshelf in my sister's bedroom that then became my bedroom once she moved off to college and it sat on the bookshelf for ages and I just never really I I don't know I wasn't a voracious reader well I'm being transparent here so her bookshelf is amazing by the way (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, that's the funny thing about life. It's like it fills us up with so many tools and gifts and it gives us so many opportunities to pursue Mm -hmm. a multitude of things, a myriad of things. And sometimes it takes us a while to unpack, Yeah, you know, one of these boxes. Until you're ready. Until you're ready. So I, in one of the 12 moves that I've done in the last, you know, 14 years, I got rid of that book, The Celestine Prophecy. And then I was just uh, house-sitting in Santa Monica last week. Bubba, I was taking care of Bubba, Sabrina's dog, Bubba. He's like a 120-pound St. Bernard, wonderful, loving creature. And I was on a walk with Bubba in the neighborhood, and there was one of those little libraries, those little boxes, and you open, you know, it's like a little... It it must be through the city or through... I've seen them in all different cities. I think It's like, really? It's called like Little Library and it's just outside of somebody's house and they put old books in it and you can you can leave a book and take a book and I peered into it and here was the Celestine Prophecy. Uh, there was also Don Juan Conversations with God, mm. but I thought, well, I'm going to take one and this is going to be the first one. And it's pretty brand new. I know, it's in great shape. So 
unlike all of the other times that I had taken it off the bookshelf, this time I actually took it off and read, I think I read like 90 pages the first night. And for me, that was a lot. So anyway, I um, am finding it pretty profound. And I'm thinking that, that uh, I'd like you guys to pick a page number uh, mm. from one to 246 mm -hmm. and uh, I'd read it. Yeah. You're up. I say page 82. <sighs> 82? <laughs> Jeez Louise. Shout out to Owusu, who was born in 82. Can't even. I haven't even opened the book yet. This is part of uh, the chapter called The Struggle for Power. <clears throat> she looked at him with her coy expression. Maybe some other time. He nodded, handed me the keys, and walked away. Marjorie ate for a few minutes, then said, He seems like a man with a purpose. How did you meet him? I told her in detail of my experiences upon first arriving in Peru. As I talked, she listened intently. So intently, in fact, that I found myself telling the story with great ease and expressing the dramatic turns and episodes with insight and true flair. She seemed spellbound, hanging on every word. Goodness, she said at one point, do you think you're in danger? No, I don't think so, I said, not this far from Lima. She was still looking at me expectantly, so while we finished, I briefly summarized the events at Vicente up to the point where Sarah and I had arrived at the gardens. That's where I met you, I said, and you ran off. Oh, it wasn't like that, she said. I just didn't know you, and when I saw your feelings, I thought it was best to leave. Well, I apologize, I said, chuckling, for letting my energy get out of hand. She looked at her watch. I guess I should be getting back. They'll be wondering about me. I left enough money for the bill, and we walked outside to Will's Jeep. The night was chilly, and we could see a trace of our breath. As we got in, she said, Head back north on this road. I'll tell you when to turn. I nodded and made a quick U-turn in the street and headed that way. Tell me more about this farm we're going to, I said. I think Robert rents it. Apparently, his group has been using it for a long time while he has studied the insights. Since I've been there, everyone has been assembling supplies and readying the vehicles, things like that. Some of his men seem very rough. Why did he invite you along, I asked. He said he wanted a person who could help interpret the last insight once we found it. At least that's what he said back at Vicente. Here, he has only talked about supplies and helping to prepare for the trip. You ever consider reading books for a profession? <sighs> Audible, now read by Casey Lockwood. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, we're trying, OJ, with this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> can, can you talk about you've been reading it so it's a little more fresh in your mind can you talk about like what the Celestine prophecy is about yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's kind of a guidebook on living uh, finding connection to our experiences finding meaning and there as James Redfield the author has offered it to us. There's nine insights and they appear in one's life chronologically and you have to grasp each insight before you can move on to the next. But it's about getting to one's purpose and we don't question the path as much when we feel like we are on it. 
So I am so wishing that I had flagged pages because as I was reading it earlier, I thought, oh, that'd be a good piece to bring up or, oh, I'm going to have to read that. And of course, now I'm like, where was that section on love? Ah. Mm, what insight are you on? I'm on seven. I just read Clearing the Past, which is all about family stuff, which is fascinating. Mm. And it talks about you come into the world with, what is it called? Your drama. It's a control drama. Mm -hmm. And they say that you're either an intimidator, an interrogator, Mm -hmm. either you're aloof or you're a poor me. And Mm. so it's a beautiful way of framing one's experience. Yeah. There's ways of being that are that we create because of our family environment and the realization of these ways of being is part of the healing process of you deciding whether or not you want to continue being that way. Right. And it's like healing whatever you came into the world with. Yeah. So using whatever your parents gave you and finding a way through it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to keep flipping through as we talk. And Yeah. There's, um, Am I going to ruin anything for you if I plug in something? Are you going to skip to like the ninth insight? They haven't even found that in the book. This is apparently from the ninth insight. Oh, okay. Let's do it. Why not? Can I tell you? Yeah. It says, when a large number of people become mindful of the previous insights and work towards fulfilling their spiritual destiny, our way of life will change dramatically. So the Celestine prophecy talks a lot about Um, changing the consciousness of the world, not in those exact words, but it talks about changing the consciousness of the world. And when people become aware of these insights and how on a deeper level the energy of the world works, it then starts to change the entire energy of the world. Because you're expanding yourself. Right. There's really good analogies in the book. Um, It's, yeah, when you when you expand yourself, it starts with recognizing coincidences mm-hmm. as more than coincidences. Yeah, like right? when we met at that damn gas station. <laughs> and the funny thing is that I was having a conversation with Tammy Cook, who a uh, previous guest of ours, about recognizing coincidences. Mm. And then you had said something that very day. You posted something. It was one of the Instagram stories, and it was about coincidences being more than coincidences, like pay attention. And then I, of course, was like, Tammy, I didn't even talk to OJ about that when he posted the thing. And now I'm getting it from the book, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but once we go beyond recognizing that the things that are happening are more than coincidence, it's it's not right. It's something to pay attention to. Right. Like those of you that just happened to stumble upon this podcast that have no connection <laughs> to us at all. Thank you, first of all. But. Second of all, definitely wasn't a coincidence. And this quote that I just read, I think it it's it is in a way symbolic for our podcast, right? Is we want to help spread this knowledge. I had a talk yesterday with one of my coaches, Coach Phil. Hey coach. And I was telling him about the podcast and about the why behind it and yes, we interview healers uh, that do different things and we want to expand um, the possibilities of finding health and healing. But a lot of the times those healers are doing it because they have this realization that they're part of this bigger picture. And that is really what we're trying to delve into is that these people that we have on the podcast for the most part have that 
understanding of the connection of everything. What you delving into there? Hi, Janae. Hi. <laughs> so there's another, uh, can I read another quote uh -huh. from there? And it's, uh, once you learn what life is about, there is no way to erase the knowledge. If you try to do something else with your life, you will always sense that something, that you are missing something. Does it have the page number? Is it like 100 and... Why is 111? It doesn't. It doesn't. What does that mean to you, Janae? Do you want to read it again? Yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. I caught her off guard. <laughs> um, once you learn what life is about, there is no way to erase the knowledge. If you try to do something else with your life, you will always sense that you are missing something. So what comes to me in hearing that is, um, yeah, when you go through life and you start learning these distinctions, these lessons, and um, you try to go forward and not applying them or integrating them, it it becomes challenging. Um, I feel like I have done that myself <laughs> where I've learned these amazing lessons and obtained uh, all these distinctions and I've tried to live a life where I pretended that it wasn't anything important or it wasn't for me to apply. And in doing that, in turn, I felt... Like I wasn't actually alive. I was just merely surviving, just floating along. And um, it became very present to me. It's like, you know what? In order to be alive, I have to do this work. I have to integrate these lessons. I have to challenge myself to shed off my ego <laughs> the best that I can. Or not even to try to get rid of it, but to work in ways that um, empower me to be present with the fact that I do have an ego, but also know that I can step into a place, into a clearing where I can create and do whatever my heart and soul feels like doing. Case? Yeah? Did you want to talk about? I remember when I came across that line in the book. That was... That was uh, because there's the piece of me that since I was first in Ghana has always wanted to go back and haven't been able to. It's like once we've expanded our consciousness, you can't retract from that. Mm -hmm. You know, once you've visited a place, you've visited that place. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't not have been there. So read the quote again. Once you learn what life is about, there is no way to erase the knowledge. If you try to do something else with your life, you will always sense that you are missing something. I think for a large part of my life, I have felt like I'm missing something. There's been this sense of like, gee, I seem to understand something and I, I, I haven't made millions yet, so what's wrong with me? I must be doing something wrong. And part of the work for me is being content with where I am right now and knowing that I am on my path and that the beauty is here and that I'm gonna get to do the things that I have wanted to do. And part of that is calling that in, putting that energy in that direction and trusting that I'm on the right path already. And that just because, you know, I haven't done things in the way that maybe 
millions of other people around the world are doing things that I'm not meant to, right? Letting go of the societal conditioning that says like, you are this and you are this and you have to do this this way. That actually impedes progress for so many of us because we have to dig through these layers of shame that we have developed or that have been put upon us and we've reinforced and peeling that back and getting underneath that and coming out, you know, as a woman like, yeah, okay, this is, this is me and there's actually a lot more to me and I don't have to be shy to share it. Mm-hmm. So part of why I do this podcast is because... Why do you do this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> because it feels good. It feels right. It feels like I'm in the flow. It feels like I'm doing the work that I'm meant to do mm. more than almost anything else that I've done. Mm. And yes, all of the moments of my life and all of the tiny little choices, like Candace calls them TLC, life is made up of TLC, tiny little choices. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Oh, no. Oh, geez. He went there. I did. Janae, who, who let him in? Ah. Uh. What happened to the bouncer? He let himself in, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, tiny little chase, tiny chill. Oh, man. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Can we put a please a clip right now? What? TLC. TLC. Tiny little choices. Right. Have led me here. And this is so great. I, this is so, so great. For so many years, people have been saying, Casey, use your voice. Use your voice. Right? I had a I had a voiceover website. I was pursuing that. I did a couple commercials for Walmart. I was the voice of a two-year-old. On, you know, it was like I did a couple di- different things. And it wasn't feeding my soul. And I also have a character named Pashmina who will probably visit the show at some point. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful creature. He's a mustache. Um, uh-huh. Amazing. Yeah. Hi, Kay. Whoa, Pash is here. <laughs> yes. Can I say something? <laughs> oh, this is exciting for me. Pash, welcome to the show. I... I didn't know you were going to show up today. I had no idea. I've been waiting, Casey. You've just been ignoring me. This is amazing. Um, Pash, why don't you introduce yourself? What's up, Pash? Well, my name is Pashmina, and I'm 14 and a half years old, and I'm a mustache, and I live in the forest with my family, and I have a little sister, and she's almost five. So, yeah, that uh, I'm kind of scared all of a sudden. This feels like a really big deal to me to be on the show. <laughs> we love you, Pash. Hi. Hi, Pash. Hi. Who is that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's, I'm you. What's your name? Do I give my real name? <laughs> well, I'm not scary. <laughs> I'm terrified. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm leaving. It's okay, Pash. It's okay. Thanks for thanks for visiting. It's so nice that you came on the show today. I had no idea you were going to join us. I know many people who will love hearing from you. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I'll just be over here. You just tell me if you need me to come back, okay? Maybe you can do our intro next time. We'll redo it. 
Do I get to do like a da 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 da? Yeah, totally. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Pash, thanks. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Pash. Love you. I love you. <laughs> so using my voice is something and I uh, and healing has been something and, and when you know, I don't the opportunity to bring those two things together, it was like a I mean, I don't think I hesitated for mm-hmm. even a moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, it feels like when things when you're doing your work that you're here to do, when you're when you're feeding your soul and you're nurse, nurturing your soul. The universe puts things, it helps you. It buttresses your efforts. It says, yes, this is your work. Go, go, fly, little bird, fly. So, you know, we're in a place now where we want this podcast to grow. Mm-hmm. We really would love to to do this on a bigger scale. And this is the first and only thing that I've put so much of my heart into as a passion project but it mm-hmm. it has felt it has felt right to do so up until now <laughs> <laughs> still feels right just making a comeback yeah best is making a comeback so that's part of why i do it so why is being in the flow here we go guys your passion important to you well because i have on average, at most 100 years in this body. And I'm already through, you know, more than a third of that. So what am I doing with the next two thirds? I see a lot of love in the world. I see ways to love the trees and love the animals and love people and love my experiences. And I want to offer that as an antidote to all of the violence and all of the anger and aggression. I just feel like we're in such an aggressive consciousness, right? These last however many, I don't know, to put a number on it, it's been like about power struggles and defeating people and knocking down certain people. And I don't really, that's not what I want to support. That's not like, that's not my jam. I don't resonate with that. Mm-hmm. That makes me want to crawl up in a ball and like throw up on myself and then eat my vomit and choke on it oh. and die. I hate it. So if I can put something out into the world and if we're creating like a loving harmonious thing and then we're just putting it out there, it's like, here, can I offer that to you? That was a very long answer to your yeah. question. So... Why is creating love as an antidote and offering it to the world important to you? Good question. It's getting interesting. Only now, 40 minutes in. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, listeners. Because cycles repeat themselves. And if I can contribute to the cycle the needle moving towards positivity, the needle moving towards loving kindness, then that will eventually repeat itself. Mm. Why is moving the needle towards love and that repeating itself important to you? Because we are expanding our frequency. We're expanding. Any way we look at it, we're expanding. And 
our frequency is expanding, the earth is expanding. And I recently listened to something on YouTube and the God frequency was like 963 hertz. Mm -hmm. I was like, huh, what's this meditation? So if we're expanding, again, for me, it comes down to seeing the beauty and appreciating the beauty in other things and not seeing difference, seeing it's just sheer magic. I mean, I don't grow pineapples. I can't make a walnut tree. I don't know how to grow a kitten, right? These things are coming from elsewhere. And it is, it's majestic. It's so majestic to me. So how can I honor that? I can honor that by bringing awareness to that, by bringing love to that. If I can see love in a walnut tree, then maybe then we grow an appreciation for it. Why? Because it's like, uh, what's the Japanese doctor who does the studies with water where you say loving things to, mm. um, I don't remember his name. Masayu. Something like that. I'm looking at that. Is yeah. he the one that did the hidden messages uh, in Masuromoto. water? Masuromoto. Masuromoto. Oh, okay. So we want positivity because positivity feeds us, feeds our heart, Feed, it, it grows our heart. So we're all growing. So do we wanna grow negativity and hatred or do we wanna grow appreciation of the magic of the universe and the interrelatedness of all of us? Mm-hmm. We, it's, like, it's like a choice and I wanna invest in the, in the growing the positivity camp. Let's build on that. In case you don't know, the Mas- Masaru Moto did uh, a book. It's a secret language of water. And he did a study where you would say positive words to water and the shape of the crystals in the water would change. He studied it under a microscope. And when it was loving positive words, there were these beautiful structures. And then when negative words were used, everything would kind of fall apart it would like fragment the crystals of the Mm. water it would fragment the molecules they would be in disharmony they would be in disorder Mm. right and when you speak loving kindness to the water then it actually it it becomes symmetrical and it harmonizes and it's the sacred geometry that's naturally already there Mm. so we have the choice of like investing in positivity or investing in hideousness right and the uh the magnitude of the that effect it magnifies, I guess you can amplifies, say. It amplifies, yeah. uh-huh. right? So when we say and treat things in a way that aren't loving, it diminishes the quality of life for those things, including each other. It, right, and ourselves. And ourselves, yeah, yeah. ourselves. That's huge. And that's a, a big part of healing. It's like if you keep saying these negative things about your experiences and your health and your healing, then, you know. That's the way that you look at the world. Yeah. And so if you can approach your own health and your own body with that respect, and then you can trickle that to other parts of your life, you can have appreciation for that tree right in front of your house, and you can say loving, positive things to that tree, and that tree can trickle that energy somewhere else, and it's a big butterfly effect where it just carries on to the rest of the world. So what was the name of, of his book again? His the Secret Motors? Language of Water. Secret Language of Water. And now we're talking about trees. It makes me think of the secret life of trees. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And this is these are scientists who have conducted a lot of research to discover that beauty is real. Beauty is measurable. Beauty is the thing that's connecting us all. And the secret life of trees goes in to look at the relationships between trees, among other things. And it shows that trees are cooperative. So when one tree in an area gets a fungus or gets sick or something like that, all of the surrounding trees send their own resources to help heal that tree, huh. right? Goosebumps, that's yeah. the way That's the way of healing. Yeah. That's yeah. what we're doing here on the podcast. Yeah, it's a collective community effort. Because I want, I want to be a voice for people. I want to be a voice that says, it's okay to be loving. In fact, not only is it okay, it's actually so productive. It's really, it, it's beneficial, right? Yeah, and it's not even something different. It's, it's our way of being, it's our natural way of being. Babies don't come into this world with hatred. They come mm -mm. into this world with pure love. Right. And somewhere along the line when we turn into adults that gets transformed. There is a great quote in Celestine Prophecy about love. And if I find it, I'll post it. Google. Well, I'll send it to OJ and he'll post it, most likely. I do want to bring something up. Yes, please. Because, yes, positivity, love, it's definitely something I want to, I want to operate from that. But where I am being challenged in this is, um, you know, what OJ was saying, there's a moment from when we were children going into adulthood where things are transformed and uh, there's a lot of factors that come into how we conduct ourselves and how we where we operate from uh, traumatic issues traumatic instances and it's funny I was actually reading a book it's called uh, the subtle art of not giving a fuck so I'm like can I cuss on here <laughs> yes your husband made this a explicit <laughs> podcast <laughs> But, um, you know, he brought up a good point in the first chapter. You know, it, it's one thing to be positive, but it's also another thing to be accepting of what is happening and rather than kind of bypassing it. Like, oh, yeah, it's a shitty situation, but I'm going to be happy and and hope for the best and, you know, just choose to smile through it. And not saying that's wrong at all, um, but I do sense that there's a lot of people who like, don't really see what's really happening because they're trying to focus on being overly positive. Like about a Pollyanna, like somebody, a Pollyanna is somebody who is always sort of making, you know, they're only trying to cast a bright white light. Right. And maybe put too much value on the positivity, whereas, right, the, the way, the Tao, the way mm -hmm. is accepting things exactly as they are without placing a value judgment on them. And in that place, that's where we can learn from them. Right. Mm -hmm. When we don't value it as bad, when we want, when we say something is bad, we ignore it. We, we cast it away. We, and then something worse has to come into our field in order for us to pay closer attention. Mm -hmm. If we're, if we're basing it on like a, you know, a value system. But if we can embrace things and say, there's a lesson here, and this is not pretty, and this is not fun, and this fucking sucks, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. But there's something in it for us to grow from. 
one of our guests, I'll remember who in a minute, said that the wound, I think it was Linda again, <laughs> the wound is, or, or the trigger, right, is, what? Go ahead. No, you say it. The trigger is the opp- and an opportunity for healing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the opportunity to heal the wound. It's like shining a light on the wound that you don't even know is there be- until somebody oh. presses it. And in healing those wounds, then we can be more complete. So who knows how many lifetimes we're carrying. Although I heard about a very cool modality at Sonia's birthday party earlier today. It's an Ayurvedic, it's part of Panchakarma, though I hadn't heard of it before. And you might be interested in this. Traditionally, it's for women, though men do it too. It's called like the banana leaf ceremony. And a series, a blend of herbs is put on a piece of banana and you're silent for a half an hour before you take it, then you ingest it, then you're silent for another half an hour. And what this person was saying, and they're hosting this this um, Ayurvedic doctor next week, have all the information, we're going to get him on the show, is that when we are born, we are carrying toxins from the bodies of our mother's father, right? Mm-hmm. And our mother's 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 mother's. Apparently, this blend of herbs really works on a very deep level to cleanse toxins and purifies all of the womb so that the new creature that's growing grows without the toxins Mm. that were carried for potentially generations. Wow. Uh Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We'll see. That'll be cool. Yeah. We'll dive into that. We're going to dive into it. If I'm not up in Ashland studying pediatric craniosacral, that's this week. Mm. Yeah, I know. I've been like, I don't know if I'm going to go now or not. I'll probably know by later tonight or tomorrow. We'll figure it out either way. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Patience is the the card that I pulled. So. There's no picture on that one either. No, because it's a bonus card. Oh, you got a bonus card too. I know. Do you feel left out, Peacock? I do. Not like oh, got peas. Triple peas here. Oh. Oh. Good observation. Patience and peacock. And, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. rejoice. Yeah, but you never rejoice. Beauty. Mine's no. okay. These cards are okay. Patience. Congratulations. You've been granted more patience. You may start using it right away or much, much later. Waiting a long time is the sort of option now afforded to you by greater patience. Can you believe it? Look at this. You're still reading and you haven't started getting annoyed yet. (laughs) Imagine how this patience will transform your life. Imagine how easy it will be to go to the post office. Hmm. Hmm. I actually really like the post office yeah, over they here. They should have stuck the DMV in there instead. In Marvis. <laughs> <laughs> We're all learning. All of these frustrating experiences, though, are, are, again, spiritual opportunities, right? Yeah. Is the love quote. I found one. It was from the fourth insight. Okay. You, don't, uh, you do not make yourself love. You allow love to enter you. Is that it? Nope. Not it. Yeah. Well, that's a good one. It's cute. This was good because it talked about how Love isn't something that you strive for. Love isn't, uh, it's not the thing that, that, you know, it's not the end all and be all. It's actually the thing that we are already, mm-hmm. that we just have to find a way back to. Mm. And that's, that's what it is. That's also why I'm doing this podcast. 
because we're all already love, right? Look at the world that we live in. We live in a place where shit just grows out of the ground and we can eat it and it helps us stay alive. (laughs) Hello, right? Uh I think that's pretty cool. Maybe you'll find it. No, I can't find anything. Uh, There was another one I wanted to Mm -hmm. talk about, but I lost that one too, so not today. Okay, we're not now. So did we miss anything? Oh, what I really wanted to tell, talk to the audience about is... Um, you don't want to talk to us about it? You no, just want to talk to no, no, no. the audience about no, it? No, you don't. How come I'm the only one that's like drank most of her sangria seltzer? Cheers. Janae's Cheers. got a sippy Cheers cup. Break. I have a sippy cup. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a mason jar with a sippy cup top. Feedback um, from our audience is really, really, really important. Um, I don't know how many of you listened listened to the the ending jingle through its entirety, but um, we really appreciate feedback from you guys, and we really value that feedback, and we really take that into consideration when it comes to recording this stuff because we still have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> who who let him in? <laughs> Darn it. Himself, <laughs> just outing us all the damn time. Gotta be honest here. Satya Family Coaching. Uh-huh. Satya, that means truth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just looked that up like five minutes before we started the show. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, if you have any feedback for us, positive, negative, constructive, or don't put a value judgment on it. Yeah, just any feedback, we really appreciate it because we want this thing to be something that resonates with everyone. I mean, one of the feedbacks we got somewhere along the way is uh, we should start shooting the shit before every episode just to kind of break the ice. And and we've been doing that. Um, and it, I like it, but I don't know if you guys listening like I it. like it. Mm-hmm. Oh, Pash. He's back. Yeah. Pash, I didn't know you've been listening. I actually tune into every episode. I subscribed on the... Um, on the website, I had someone help me, and they they let me borrow their email address, and so I subscribe. So every week, I get the episode. Cool. So that's I like one way it. to subscribe. Have you subscribed on iTunes as well? <gasps> I can subscribe on iTunes. I think so. That sounds very professional. Uh, we can, uh, yeah. Let us know if you have trouble subscribing, Pash. We can uh, contact us through email, and we can help you with that. Okay, I'm gonna do that this week. I'm gonna subscribe via iTunes. Thanks, Pash. Okay. And so, yeah, subscribing is great because it really lets us know how many of you guys are really into what we're doing. Um, and feedback in general just gives us um, direction. Direction, something to work off of, some way how to you know, insight on how to make this thing uh, different, better, I guess. Um, yeah, like if we're making a chicken soup, we want to know, you know, yeah, what was in like your grandma, grandmother's recipe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then ratings, just if you could do us a favor and rate us. I think the more you guys rate us and share do us. Do yourself a favor because yeah. <laughs> it'll help us stay on the air and then we can keep bringing you juicy goodness mm-hmm. on this yeah. path. This is there's so much out there. I know. I'm like, we're overwhelmed with the number of people right now that all are wannabe guests. We it's really like are. we have, I don't, I don't know, dozens of people that were like, okay, 
It's going to happen. We're going to have to look at our schedules yes. and do. Scheduling is a different story, but there, <laughs> we have a like a list. Janae said she'd help us with that. I know. I will. There's so many people and so many cool things out there that we're going to bring to you guys. And at, when I when we first got into this, I was this that was part of why. I was like, there's so much out there and I want to learn for myself. And I want to dive into these things for myself, being selfish. No, being curious, being curious, wanting to educate, wanting to expand and grow. Always mm -hmm. learning, always taking something that is true and looking at the exact opposite and taking that into consideration and finding a middle ground that resonates with me. That's what I want to do. Bio, every, so many modalities that have been coming into my field lately are like start with bio, bioenergetics, mm -hmm. biogeometry, all of these bios. I'm like, huh, mm -hmm. okay. So stay tuned. We're gonna we're gonna start to bring some new modalities, maybe ones that OJ and I aren't familiar with. I'd never heard of this banana leaf thing till today. Yeah. So yeah. and we got a lot going on too. I'm uh, in the process of opening up a healing center here on the west side. So stay tuned for that. Janae's doing a happy dance. Oh my god, look at her happy dance. Um, there's the the calligraphy yoga that I do. Um, that Janae does as well. And we're going to have someone on there soon to talk more about that. We're uh, going to have somebody in July, um, Kalari Healing. Oh, This yeah. is a She's very cool. Badass. Super rad thing. Also Ayurvedic roots, but yeah. it's, it like blends martial arts and diet and yeah. lifestyle she and massage. It's like... My ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll this, protect you. There's this Tongan ancient Tongan healing that we have in the works. Can we do throat singing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 No. <laughs> <laughs> Janae just looked at me and said, right now. <laughs> no, Janae, not right now. Uh, like a motion code. I mean, the most I'm commonly known one, uh, Reiki. We, we haven't even got anyone that does like pure Reiki on here yet. And so that's still coming. Um, there's a lot out there. Uh, psychics, mediums, intuitives, all that jazz. It's coming. All that jazz. Met somebody today who's working with cannabis and turning cannabis, you know, basically presenting cannabis as an adaptogen mm -hmm. and has uh, has made drinks, cannabis drinks. So Nice. There's all kinds of good stuff. Yeah, I'm excited. Hope you guys are excited. I'm excited. Pash is excited. Pash is excited. I love you, Grandma. Oh, Pash. Who's Grandma? What? Grandma's my grandma. What's wrong with him? <laughs> Grandma's my mother, Carolyn. <laughs> Hi, Carolyn. <laughs> I know you guys share the same grandma, so let's make you and Pash. I mean, no, I'm not his mother, but I'm a surrogate. You know, I'm I'm one of those important people in his life. He travels with me. Okay, okay. Janae. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks for visiting with us. Thank you guys for having me. So it was a success. Will you come back? Oh, of course. Oh, good. Just Will you? In. I want. How can we get that happy dance on here? I don't know. I'll make it into like a gif and post it on your Instagram. Oh, I like that. Okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um. Well, definitely have to do something with the podcast when the healing center gets open so maybe we can uh yeah 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 
have a video of the happy dance for the opening. Videos. Yes. Video. Video. Kill. I know. Video. Oh, we were just talking about that last night. Oh, see? That see? was the first music video to ever air. On MTV. Truth. Mm-hmm. Truth. Ironically. Thank you, Jackie Sean. Yeah. Huh. Just Interesting. Jackie. Yeah. But radio's coming back, see? Yeah. This is true. Video. MTV is not coming back. Ever. <laughs> no, video didn't kill us completely. Yeah. Here we are, reborn. Very ironic, then. Mm-hmm. Triple ironic. Mm-hmm. One last quote from the Celestine Prophecy. I think this one kind of sums up everything in the book pretty well. You are here because this is where you need to be. Your whole life has been a long road leading directly to this moment. Thanks, so drop. Boom. <laughs> Thank you, friends. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, family. Thank you, foes. Enjoy the journey, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to The Way of Healing. We hope that you find yourself inspired. If you enjoyed our show, a gift is to let others know. And we want to hear from you. Please share your feedback so we know how our work is resonating. Make us aware of modalities and practitioners whom we may not know. If you haven't already, please subscribe at thewayofhealingpodcast.com. Our email is thewayofhealingpodcast at gmail.com and find us at facebook.com forward slash thewayofhealing. Remember, a rising tide lifts all boats.